the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Rescuers Radio Show at faithtalk1360.com and faithtalk1360 over the air. It airs every Thursday at uh, 5.30 p.m., and after that, it goes into podcast form. You'll find everything you want to know about Rescuers Radio Show at rescuersradioshow.org our brand new shiny website we have there. So I'm very uh, glad to have this guy on the air. He's been a longtime friend of mine, uh, Ben Sanders, co-director of Campus Christian Center and Arizona Center for Christian Studies. Hi, Ben. Hey. Great to have you here. It's good to be here. It's it's, uh, overdue probably, but uh, I'm glad I finally corralled you and got in here. So... um, First of all, let's begin with your uh, backstory. How did you get to this point in your life? Well, I uh, am a native of Tempe. My father was a professor at ASU for 30 years, and so that's where I got my start in life, and I more or less grew up at ASU, attending nursery school there in kindergarten through fourth grade. No kidding. And uh, took two degrees from the university, so I can pretty much say I grew up at ASU. I don't know if I've ever met anyone that grew up on a cam- a college campus before. <laughs> we we lived uh, maybe half a mile from the campus, and for me, yeah, ASU was my stomping grounds. Wow. And uh, you're not a fan, though, are you? <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Of course you are. My The bigger fan is my mother, who's going to be turning 100 in a couple weeks. Really? She is the biggest ASU football ga- fan there is out oh, there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nice. And God bless her. God bless her. Yeah. So um, literally having literally growing up around the the uh, Arizona State campus. uh, What's that like for a kid? I mean, you learned all about maroon and gold and and (laughs) I I loved it. I, I loved it. It was always fun. There's always stuff happening around the university. And I think maybe one of the things that was most impactful for me as a young person was the cultures. Uh, we had international students from all over the world yeah. coming to our town and to the campus. And uh, my parents, uh, Bevy and Virginia Sanders, were very hospitable to international students. And I grew up with internationals from all over the world being in our home um, frequently. Yeah. So um, what did your dad t- teach? He taught accounting. Accounting. Because you, you were an accountant yourself, I, right? I followed, in his, <laughs> I followed his footsteps until I didn't. 
<laughs> Tell you didn't. But I would say this. My father and mother taught me about ministry to people, and uh, especially in their case to international yeah. students. And so in that sense, uh, my wife Sarah and I have followed in their footsteps that way. So talk about watching something that's growing before your eyes. You saw this campus go from very little to what it is today. Yeah, my father wanted to go to a nice small uh, college in a small college town. Uh, and so they chose uh, Arizona State College in Tempe, yeah. uh, which had about 5,000 students and about 5,000 people in the town, maybe 10,000. <laughs> so it was a nice small place. And I, growing up there, that's what I remember. It was, it was truly a college town and everything revolved around the, the university and then it sort of grew. Uh, it's one of the largest universities in the country now. I'm not going to make you sound really old, but one of the main buildings was Old Main, right? Yeah, that's was, right. <laughs> with, what else was there? Well, there was there were some others, which yeah. unfortunately several of the, a lot of them have been torn down, yeah. and and many people who come back to ASU after being away even just a few years are stunned at the building that's taken place. It's it's an extraordinary reconstruction and. Uh, by Michael Crow, who's been there 20 years. And, He's amazing. And, uh, he is an amazing yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, n- nothing uh, stops short of with him. But I would say this about Michael Crow. Um, he also has welcomed the religious groups on campus, and he will make a very strong statement uh, that these religious communities are important for students to develop their spiritual life uh, because the university is focused, obviously, on the academic life, and, and he doesn't see a conflict between the two. And so he uh, makes that statement very clear, not only to the religious leaders on campus, uh, but also to the faculty and uh, administrators of the university. You had a hand in uh, creating, because um, you invited me once to a lunch where he actually spoke. That's right. At uh, Old Main, I think. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was. And what was the name of that? The uh, I can't remember the name. Uh, some society. Well, the Aslan Society, Aslan, which is yeah. our uh, fellowship of Christian faculty yeah. and staff at ASU. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, he he really reached me. I mean, he was uh, he uh, gave a great speaker about his life and 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 all of that. And um, so you, uh, you spent time in Chicago. A couple of years at the University of Chicago. You dared move away. Well, that was, <laughs> it was very difficult. And really the intent was I uh, went to University of Chicago to try to get a Ph.D. so I could come back to ASU and teach. And, <laughs> and uh, I didn't get my Ph.D. or even close. Uh, but I did learn, we did learn a lot in Chicago. But our intent was always to come back to Tempe because that was really where uh, my wife, Sarah, we met as college students. In Chicago. No, no, ASU. Oh, here, okay. Yes, All right. and uh, so we we met at ASU at a prayer meeting for the campus, and we saw God uh, do some amazing things through that little prayer meeting, uh, and then we also fell in love during that time. Uh-huh. And so uh, I think the Lord really knit our hearts uh, and lives together uh, as students, and so when 25 years ago when I went from business to into— uh, full-time ministry at the university. Uh, we've been partners uh, throughout that, and it just made sense in terms of our life calling. So um, you guys had a business of your own in Tempe, right? A Christian store of some kind? Well, uh, it was a nonprofit, yep. and we, as we always like to say, we put the non into nonprofit. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, Quovatis Christian Books, which has been around almost 50 years. Wow. If you can believe that. And Whoa. Tempe, uh, with everything that has, even Christian Books. must bookstores. have been a babe. Uh, a I baby. didn't start it. I, <laughs> I didn't start it. There was this wonderful couple, uh, Elmer and Jean Hebert, who began that in 1972. Nice. And uh, just faithfully, uh, they've ministered to many, many people, including Sarah and myself. Uh, literally hundreds of people that they, and I would say thousands, and they help start ministries to athletes, uh, to international students, to faculty, uh, but they did it quietly and humbly, and they were such a role model to Sarah and myself. Still are. They're, they're pa- they've passed on, but their legacy yeah, lives on. That's amazing. So um, you joined Christian Ministries International. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, Community yeah. Ministries International. International. CMI. And then you went into full-time campus ministry. What did that look like at the time? Well, were these Bible studies or small, medium, large? No, when I was really thinking about it and praying about it, I, I again, growing up in a faculty household, it sort of demythologized or demystified uh, pr- professors. I mean, they were my Boy Scout leader uh, was the department chair of history, uh, for example, <laughs> growing up. And, you know, I saw, you know, he was just a human being with all the foibles that everyone else has. So, uh, you know, and I realized there's just a need for ministry to everybody. And in there, in the case of faculty, I felt like there was sort of a unique need there in terms of uh, faculty obviously have important roles in the lives of people. I lost my faith early on at ASU, like you know, many students going off to a secular university. But I came back to faith because of faculty as well. And uh, there were role models of Christian professors. Pro or anti? Well, I mean, both. But the Christian professors that really showed me that you could be a person of faith. Also, a Jewish professor was very instrumental uh, in bringing me back to faith. And so I saw that dynamic of what can happen with students based on uh, what a professor's belief structure is. And I can say I've known some of these professors that are still on campus 40 years on uh, who are believers faithfully doing the work of ministry in that way. Amazing. So we we have well over 100 Christian faculty members at ASU that I know personally. Um, And so a student can find, uh, I understand why people will go go off to a Christian college. That's totally fine and understandable. And we have great colleges, Christian universities in this town. But ASU presents, I think, a special opportunity, uh, both from a mission standpoint, but also a, a student can meet a Christian faculty member in their field of study. And that person can be a mentor to them, mm-hmm. just as they might be in a, in a Christian school. Well, and, and the other Christian uh, schools that you, you mentioned, they don't have a Ben Sanders that's been there his whole life, <laughs> grew up on the campus. Well, some have. I mean, again, I think it's not, I, I'm glad we have the mix. It's, yeah, yeah. it's uh, we need it is all a good of mix. them. It is and a good I, mix. I think, again, going back to uh, a university that's been very supportive of all the religious groups, they can't privilege just the Christian groups, but the Christian groups are very much supported through the Dean of Students Office uh, and through the president. And that has certainly been true throughout the time, my tenure there. That's amazing. And um, so in in case you're just uh, tuning in to the Rescuers Radio Show, 
you may have missed the beginning. Uh, my guest today is Ben Sanders, co-director of Campus Christian Center and Arizona Center for Christian Studies, uh, mainly on and in and around the campus of Arizona State University. So how did uh, Campus Christian Center, or C3, get started? Where, where did that concept come from? Well, we've actually found an a archived doc, document in a uh, 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 box of stuff, of papers, that from 1981 that uh, my wife and I, then my, my uh, dear friend and sister Sarah, uh, with a group, we talked about having a Christian community center next to ASU uh, that could work with all the different ministries and be a resource, have a study center, a coffee house. And uh, we found that. Uh, that had been realization that that really had been on our heart for many, many years. But finding the right place next to ASU is a challenge. That's like <laughs> beachfront property, right? Yeah, There's just limited, and it's not, it is not cheap. But we, in 2012, found a, a Lutheran church that was going to sell its property. And we felt like it was right there on Mill Avenue and 10th Street, literally across from ASU. And we just felt like, oh, please do not sell this property. It is too strategically located, too yeah. valuable, and we'll keep your ministry there. We just needed to add more ministries to make it viable. So we've had up to 30 different ministries using our center because we just schedule everybody in so they can use it. And uh, so we have InterVarsity and Chi Alpha and Young Life and Friends of Internationals and all sorts of other Christian ministries. You're being modest. Uh, I have a list of about 20 <laughs> 20 different activities that go on at that it, uh, it's it's constant my yeah. my wife sarah i give her full credit she's <laughs> she's sort of like the traffic cop right so she <laughs> she helps make sure that people aren't colliding uh and you know it's amazing how well it has worked in the nine years that we've been there well that's a great witness uh to you and to sarah but also this building became something that it wasn't designed for well, it, you know, in a certain sense, it really was designed for that. It began with a, a it's almost a hundred year old house on the front. Um, and so it wasn't designed for that. It was designed for a family. It had different, but really since 1970s, the Lutherans had it as a place of worship. And I want to give them credit. They built a beautiful building onto it. So it's not huge, but about 5,400 square feet. But we try to utilize every square foot. Yeah. And we want to make, so sometimes we'll have three or four groups meeting simultaneously um, we're looking to reopen the 24-hour prayer room. For those of uh, listeners who are interested in prayer, we really do value, and we've seen the value of, and, and power of prayer over the years. And so we're looking to partner with a ministry called 24-7 Prayer out of the U.K. in uh, redeveloping a— How did that come about? Just friendships and relationships we've had uh, with someone named Pete Gregg uh, out of the U.K. who— sort of birthed and pioneered 24-7 prayer throughout Europe and the world, and, and they we've been in conversation over the years, and we just felt like we want to restart our prayer room in relationship with them uh, because they've just seen it all, and uh, they've seen God do amazing things mm-hmm. all over, but they have a particular heart for American universities that there would be 24-hour prayer there. Wow, that's—, that's uh, So, and it continues to grow. So you have— I take it you have student groups, you have faculty groups, you have—tell us about that, the multitude of uh, that go through that C3 building. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's the joy is just when we see it being used by students, uh, by a, a variety of different groups. Uh, we Sometimes groups can get started simply because there is a, a place, consistent place, that they can meet. We have a lot of students from Africa. Uh, they are, uh, we have a, a church predominantly of African students on Sunday mornings that meets at our center. And they bring just a, a liveliness and a joy and a commitment that is quite remarkable. Um, but it, it's, it's all varieties. We have uh, on Friday night predominantly students from India there. And then we have, you know, American students on, on other nights. And it's just beautiful to see the, the mix, every nation, tongue, and tribe yeah. in this place. In fact, one of our theme verses is from Acts chapter 2, very familiar chapter, but most people don't. We skip to the good parts, right? <laughs> uh, the you know the the exciting parts, but the very first verse says this: they were all together in one place. Mm. And there's a power to being all together in one place. We also every month bring together the ministry leaders of the different Christian groups on campus, whether they're they use C three or not. Our, our goal is simply to bring everybody together so that we can say what could we do together that we can't do. By ourselves, and I'm I'm very pleased to say we there's a real camaraderie in a sense that the Christian groups are not there to compete, but we're there to cooperate with each other, to support each other, knowing that no one group will reach this vast campus. Mm-hmm. It's going to take many different groups, and I'm we continue to pray for workers for the harvest field. So um, it's busy all the time. It sounds like. You know, it's it, obviously this past year has been a little crazy for everybody the last <laughs> yeah. 18 months. And yeah. so we were we never closed. We always had oh, okay. something going on yeah. and people carefully but and carefully listening. and masking and all that. Yeah. But but we're back in session fully now at ASU uh, with in-person classes. And so it feels if it's not 100 percent the same, it's still uh, very much back to a more normal routine. So uh, are there other religions, or is it all Christianity? Well, it's Campus Christian Center, yeah. so we have a, <laughs> a sort of a mere Christian approach. Uh, in fact, mere Christianity was one of the books that the Lord used to bring me back to faith. So yeah. I've, even though I'm Baptist, uh, we have uh, a variety of different Christian groups that use it, and so we have a pretty you know basic standard sure. statement of faith. But we work very well with other uh, religious groups. Hillel, the Jewish center, is our next-door neighbor, and we have a great relationship with them. And so our goal really is to simply be good um, ambassadors for Christ um, and ministers of reconciliation. And, you know, some people have a vision of Christians being cranky and mad and whatever, problem causers. Our our goal is to be... uh, full of grace and truth. And we would like to also be problem solvers. And there are some things that that we do at the university that I think are really a blessing to the university. For example, believe it or not, the university has uh, what are called spiritual and emotional health support circles, Mm -hmm. which are online gatherings where students can be supported by different religious ministers, but several of those are Christians. And that is something the university has said is valuable. And we don't hide our faith. We don't proselytize. But at the same time, it's known that you're a Christian minister there to support students who may choose to get that support. I just became aware recently of a ministry uh, surrounding the campus at ASU, and it's a trauma faith community. 
I don't know if you've heard of them. No, I'd, I'd love to know more. Yeah, it's uh, it's about um, tra- trauma in the sense of uh, things held inside, mm-hmm. not 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 trauma that needs treated immediately. Uh, it's trauma that you may grow up with from family situations or whatever whatever life has thrown at you. You've got you're holding this trauma inside of you. And this person that created this at ASU uh, has a um, doctorate in that kind of trauma. He's not a psychologist or, or a psychiatrist, but he, that's his field of study. And um, and right now he's working very strongly around the campus of ASU. I'd love to know more. I, our yeah. dear friend, mutual friend, Song Hoon Yu. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> Song Hoon uh, has been faithfully doing that work for many, many years, yeah. and we go way back. Uh, yeah. uh, so, yes, Song Hoon is, is a dear brother, and in fact, uh, it was a meeting in Washington, D.C., where we uh, met with some people, and I think that really got him on that path uh, many years ago. And yeah. so, yes, he's, he's, he's uh, remarkable. He, he's a uh, uh, he has his own rescue show. Mm, okay, uh, he, he's been on the show. So, okay, good. So uh, just a just a couple of weeks ago, but um, uh, and it was a great honor to to meet him, as it is an honor to meet with you, Ben. Even though I've known you for so many years, uh, I think it was right around the discovery of that uh, building that's now C three. I think that's where we, uh, my wife and I met you and Sarah. I think. I think we knew each other before, before that, yeah. but I'll never forget you were there at that first lunch that we had where we sort of cast the vision for this, and <laughs> we had no money. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, we were coming in with, it was really a step of faith, but we really felt like the Lord was guiding us, and it's really remarkable. We're within $98,000 of paying off the building wow. um, after this nine-year period. Um, and that's going to give us tremendous freedom. Then going forward, we're looking to renovate the whole building. Like I said, we have a, a building, a house that's almost a hundred years old <laughs> and we love it. We love the fact that it's a, it's an old historic house. And, uh, so we're, we wanted to really be it's all, it made up to modern standards probably, right? Well, we're we doing running our, water and we're doing <laughs> our very best, but it's actually a beautiful yeah. classic, uh, it cottage is. style building. Yeah. Uh, but I, one of the things I love and I've loved it long before we ever had any affiliation with it, uh, with the building was there is this white, large white cross on top of the uh, worship center that's visible from all over. And uh, every time I walk, I I was just coming from campus last night, and it was just a blessing to see this white cross illuminated uh, kind of shining out on the campus. And and it just was a reminder to me that having a visible presence is so important. Is there a a website for C3? Yeah, it's c3tempe.org. And um, and then we also have the study center, the Arizona Center for Christian Studies, which is azccs.net. And we, that's one of the things we're interested in is how is the life of the mind? How do we love God with all of our mind? Yeah. And I think sometimes Christians are not as uh, <laughs> engaged with that side. But I can literally say we're part of a network of about 40 uh, Christian uh, study centers around the country uh, many at some of the leading uh, universities of the U.S. And we believe that that's also an important aspect is besides just working with faculty, we want to integrate faith and learning 
we want students to know that there are amazing Christian professors in their field that they can learn from. Yeah. And they're doing cutting edge work. Uh, you know, I'll just mention one. There's, there's uh, uh, the James Webb Space Telescope is being developed. Uh, the goal of the James Webb Space Telescope is to see the first light of the universe. Uh, just think about that a little bit. Wow. Uh, and there are several Christian in astronomy who are part of this uh, development of this. It's really the successor to the Hubble Space Telescope. Yeah. Um, we have other professors doing bio um, neural engineering to help uh, literally blind people see. Uh, it's, it's, a, uh, it's extraordinary what God is doing through uh, his people in every area. We've talked about broadcasting and Christians and media. Yeah. And we have a large journalism school at ASU, Cronkite, and we, we need to talk some more about that sure. offline. Okay. Uh, I'm open. Yeah. So, and, and uh, we're, we're nearing the end of the program right now, but I, I also know that um, you've got musicians coming in and out. You have a place uh, to stage a small, a, a small concert, or you, you have music uh, activities there as well. Yeah, I you know, we have a number of people uh, from the ASU Gospel Choir who every Monday night, they come together just to worship the Lord. Um, and uh, it's it's there's plenty of other music that's go, going on. But uh, it's I just think in so many different ways, whether it's through the word, through music, uh, prayer and just simple hospitality. We hope to open up a coffee house that will emphasize even more the hospitality dimension of ministry. Uh, we want to, you know, as Paul said, he, he became all thanks to all people that some might be saved. And, well, maybe I, we don't have that—I uh, don't have that particular gifting, but I'd like for the body of Christ yeah. to become all thanks to all people. So whether you're in science, we have a group of science students n- meeting at our center next—tomorrow. Uh, uh, so what, anyway. Website, one more time. The website. Uh, t- so I'll direct you to, to c3tempe.org. And then the other is azccs.net. Ben Sanders, been a great uh, time with you this morning, and or whenever this program is going to be listened to. Uh, Rescuers Radio Show heard uh, every week Thursdays at Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com. And then the podcast, just uh, take a look at our website, rescuersradioshow.org. Thank you, Ben Sanders. Your great leader in Christianity in Tempe. Thank you. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.